Okay, so last time um, we began our conversations about muktza, and we pointed out that there are different categories of muktza. Um, one of the categories of muktza, which effectively you have the fewest heterim for, is muktza machmas gufa. Muktza machmas gufa is something that's useless. Um, we spoke about how a plain stick, a plain stone, is muktza machmas gufa. The chiddush of the rash, but is that money? Is muktza machmas gufa because money is useless? A klisha machdala iser is an item that is used to do averos with. A pen. To klisham lachto iser, no? That's why you, that's what a pen is. It's intended to write. Um, a hammer is intended to bang stuff with, right? Banging stuff is probably the mocha bonus. A hammer is a klisham lachto iser. That's, um, the next category of klisham lachto le'iser. We spoke about, um, again, a thousand different things. Can be a klisham lachto le'iser. Um, there is a kula, or by, by kelon sham lachto le'iser. Welcome, Brandy. The kula is that you're allowed to move it le'tzorach gufo or le'tzorach makomo. Meaning to say, let's say I have um, my hammer, Right, this is the classic case everyone uses. I need my hammer to bang nuts, to crack nuts open. So that's considered sorach gufo. I'm using the kli shamlachtola iser, right? The guf of the kli, I'm using it for some other purpose, for a heter purpose. Right? Sorach mekomo means that the kli shamlachtola iser is occupying space and it is. Um, I wouldn't say bothering me, but it is not enabling me to use that space the way it should be used. For example, um, if I have um, a hammer, or I have um, on my, I have a hammer, let's say, on my windowsill, and that's preventing me from opening my window, so then I can move it l'tzorech makomo. Because I need that space in order to be able to, um, I need to remove that hammer in order to be able to move, to use the window. Because it's on the window, so I can't access the window. That's Sarach Mekomo. When it comes to Muxamachmas Gufo, I cannot move it with Sarach Mekomo. So therefore, if I have a plant on the windowsill, right, the plant is dirt, etc., so the assumption is that that's like muksam achmas gufo. I have no heter of moving that l'tzarech mikomo. Right? In other words, I can't move my plant in order to open up the windowsill, but I am allowed to move my hammer to open the windowsill. Right? These are some of... These are, again, we'll talk about the details more as we um, go on, but the two categories of muksa that are discussed so far we'll talk about it in greater detail there's also a category called heter, which will which we will discuss um i don't know if we'll get there today but we'll discuss there are other categories there's that we'll talk about according to most is a um item that is fundamentally a klisham lachtola iser, 
but it's like a chosh of kli shem iser, so you wouldn't do anything um, with it. You would not do anything um, with it at all. For example, it seems to me that this thing that I'm holding in my hand, I don't know how many of you know these things. They're called like cell phones. I'm sure you're all too from. You only use flip phones. But a cell phone, right? If you have an iPhone 68 or whatever they're up to. So those things would not be used for anything. Those are items in the Lashon of the Postgim that it's Kapid Allah means you care very much about it. You wouldn't use it for anything else. And miyachan l'duchta means that you have a special area where you keep it. I don't just put my iPhone down anywhere. Right? When I put it down, I'm careful where I put it. Right? So that is called a muqtza machmas chesarin kiss. That's another category of muqtza that, um, that we will discuss Be'ezrus Hashem. Okay, so these are the categories of mukta. We're talking about klishem lachdol iser first because I think that is the most common um, type of mukta that we encounter. So that's why I want to talk about klishem lachdol iser. Um, on page three in these source sheets, we have the idea of a davar she'eno keli that we spoke about last time. That's the Mishnah Britain Shin Ches. Um, that if I have a piece of um, right, if I have a piece of wood, a big ass, just a chunk of wood, that is considered something that is muksa machmas gufo, and therefore I am not allowed to move it. gufo right? If I have a piece of wood, unless I designate it for some other purpose. I designate it to be a door stopper. I cannot use, I cannot move it. Uh, there is a discussion in the postgim about if I have, let's say, a bar of soap, or I have um, shoe polish, or I have something else like that, which is not really a keli. Does it have a din of muksa, machmas, gufo, or not? Um, in the Archos Shabbos, he quotes that these things are considered muksa machmas uh, gufo. And if you look in Rav Moshe Feinstein, the top of page four, right, he talks about a piece of soap. Again, it's like a bar of soap. So um, he says it is muksa because less lay shame kli. Anything that does not have a keli is by definition um, muksa. Right? Similarly, Rav Moshe writes in Ostes Zayin, if you have circulars, if you have pieces of paper that are advertisements to buy various things, so these things do not have a shame, Kaylee. And even if I want to use these things to cover the floor, etc., nonetheless, it is muksa machmas gufo, and I can't do that. Right? Muksa, in the sense of klisham lachdola iser, has to be a Kaylee. But if it's not a keli, if it's a piece of soap, if it's not a keli, it's just like a, um, it's just a circular. It's just like a piece of paper that's used for advertising stuff. So that is called muksa machmas gufa, Rav Moshe says, and you cannot move it at all. If a button falls off of my suit, right, or, right, you, you know, buttons sometimes fall off. So 
Rav Moshe Feinstein writes, buttons are muksa, even though the Gemara has an expression, this is Oschaf in the Tshuva, that there's an expression called Lotzra Api Tzulchiso, that I could use it as a bottle cap. Rav Moshe says, we don't do that anymore. And since we don't do that anymore, right? Kolakaftorim is mukta de ena right? We do not use buttons to um cover up a Haley. Similarly, the postgum say that like my piece of wood, which we assume is mukta, so some ask a kasha. Maybe I could use the piece of wood as a paperweight. Now, unlike the button, which no one would ever use as a, um, unlike the button that no one would ever use as a bottle cap, but a piece of wood people might use as a paperweight. Nonetheless, the postgames say it is usser, based on the following section in our notes where it says Kishiyeshlo Kli Acher. You have that Khevra? It's uh it's somewhere. I don't know, it's like on page four, I think. Right? In the middle of page four, Kishiyeshlo Kli Acher, um the Mishnah Bur writes that I'm allowed to use a Kali Shamlatul Isar for Tsarh Gufo or for Tsarh Makomo. Zakna Mishnabur Mayri Sha'in Lo Kli Heter Lashtamish Zah de Imlav Haki this is one of the biggest kulas, one of the biggest kumras that the Mishnah Bura has. The Mishnah Bura is saying that the heter to use a kli shemalachdol esr, tzorach gufo, my heter to use a hammer to crack open my walnuts is only if I don't have a nutcracker. By the way, nutcracker does not mean a ballet. Nutcracker means a thing that cracks nuts, right? The heter to um, use a klisham lachtola iser, the Mishnah Bura says, is only if you do not have a kli heter to use it. So far, so good. Now, the raya that the Mishnah Bura brings is from a, a Gemara, the rat that the Mishnah Bura brings is from a, a Gemara. The Gemara on Shabbos Kufchuf Dalid Amr Aleph. The Gemara speaks about how um, they would have to skin the carbon Pesach. Now, ordinarily, the way they would skin the carbon Pesach is they had these big sticks and they would hang the animal on the sticks. And then they would um, cut off the skin of the animal. On Shabbos, it says that you are um, that you're supposed to use your arms to hold the um, to hold the animals, and then. Skin the animal, okay? So you have to imagine, I am holding this animal. Again, it's not a cow. Carbon Pesach is like a little shepsel. It's a little sheep. But it's still like a big deal, no? So I'm allowed to um, 
on Shabbos, excuse me, I have to hold it with my arms. I should not use these sticks. Hare, says the Sharhatsiyun. Afshem Khunin Hayu Rozeme Erev Shabbos, Didakin Bachalokim Hayu, right? Even though these sticks are designated carbon pesa skin removing sticks. That's what they are for. And these sticks are consequently not a klisham lachtoi la'isr even. It's like a klisham lachtoi lahetar because it's a keli that you use for stripping the animal skin, which is mutter because you have to eat the karm pesach, etc. It's osr, it's considered shalol Because since I can use my arms, I'm not allowed to use a um since I can use my arms, I'm not allowed to use my um kalim. What that basically means that basically means is as follows. That means that the heter of using a klishem lachto la heter does not apply if I can avoid using a kli at all. If I have some way not to use the kli at all, I have some way of just using my um, hands, so then I have no heter of even using a kli shemalachto um, laheter. And then the Mishnah Bura writes, the koshikim bazer shu kli shemalachto in other words, if by a klisham I do not have a heter to move it. If I could use my hands, certainly I should not use a klisham if I if I could get around it. If I could get around using a klisham lachto so um, I have to get around it. Okay. So that is the, um, that's the halach of the way the Mishnah Brura approaches it. Now, the Sefer Archos Shabbos on page 12 points out. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, someone started to speak. I, didn't hear who that was. Sorry. Yeah. Just to clarify, is he using his raya is from Klishanachtalaheter? Right. For the Klishanachtalaheter, like what called Kohen? Exactly. That's what he writes. Okay. So do we be asking like that for Klishanachtalaheter across the board? The Mishnah group says that there is no heter to use a Klishanachtalaheter if you can use your arms. Now, by the way, that means even though it's difficult to use my arms because sheep are somewhat heavy, but still I should not use a klisham lachtola heter if I can use my arms. And the Mishnah Bura writes, Koshakane, I shouldn't use a klisham lachtola iser if I have a klisham lachtola heter that's available. That's the way he says it. Now, in the Sefer Archos Shabbos, he says, you know what? This is a little bit of a difficult proof 
because one could argue that using your arms is zero iser at all. So maybe we say do not use these carbon Pesach sticks to hold the animal. Don't use a klishem lachtolaheter if you can use your arms when there is zero iser involved. But who says that when I talk about klishem lachtolaheter, that because I have a klishem lachtolaheter, right? Who says in that situation I should n- avoid the klishem lachtolaheter? You have to remember, both Klisham Lachtola Issa and Klisham Lachtola Heter come under the broad categories of Gezeras Kalim that Nehemia established, right? If you remember uh, last time we learned, I think, so we pointed out that there's a stira in Halacha, whether the dinim of Muktza, so to speak, were invented by um, Nehemia, Ezra and Nehemia, because people were too lax in um, Hochashavis. Right? And therefore, they impose um, chumras on them. Was that from the days of Nehemiah, or was that from the days of David HaMelech? And in that Gemara, they talk about both Klisham Lachto Le'isra and Klisham Lachto Le'heter. So, on the fundamental level, they're all Kalim. And maybe. There is no reason to use a klisha malachto laheter if I have it when they're fundamentally both of these things are kli. Both the things are included in the gezerah of um, kalim. Right? And this is a point that um, the Sefer uh, Archo Shabbos makes on page 12. And our friend the Megillah Sefer also makes this point, which is that according to the Gra, the Gezeira of Kalim includes Kalim Shemlachtola Eser, Kalim Shemlachtola Hatter. It's all the same thing. So who says that because I have a Kalim Shemlachtola Hatter, I should use a Kalim Shemlachtola Hatter? rather than the Kali Shemlachto Le'iser. Now, be it as it may, once I accept the um, Chumrah of the, what's it called? Once I accept the Chumrah of the Mishnabrura, so if I go back to, if I go back to the question of using a, piece of wood as a paperweight. Is it mutter to use a piece of wood as a paperweight? No? Do you have anything else that could hold your papers down? Anything? You got a book somewhere in the house? A safer? Maybe if you're in GPATS and you don't have a safer, like, we have to ask what you're doing here. Right? Like, you, of course you have these things. Right? That's Pashat. You have something else that you could use as a paperweight. So therefore, right, it seems um, it seems very, very difficult um, to have the kula of to have the kula, according to the mission of Rura, if you want to use a piece of wood as a paperweight, 
that's a very difficult kula. Even, right? Because the Mishnah Burr is only Mako when you have mamish, nothing else that you could use. That seems to be um that seems to be the halacha as the Mishnah Bura um notes. Um however Well, I want to talk about this in greater detail. No, we'll talk about this now. I'll talk about this now. Let's say right, there's a story of the Chazonish. There was tefillin on the floor. Now, there's a discussion in the Shulchan Aruch whether tefillin have the din of keli shemlach tola or keli shemlach tola heter. That probably relates to... Um, it it probably relates to whether it's usher to wear tefillin on Shabbos and Yantiv, or whether just there's no obligation to wear tefillin on Shabbos and Yantiv. Okay. Most poskim assume that tefillin are a keli shemelachto le'iser. Once upon a time, there was a story that there was some tefillin on the floor where the Chazanish was. The Chazanish told people to pick the tefillin up because it was Tzorech Mekomo, because people would want to walk by that area, and the tefillin would prevent them from walking normally. Now, the um, the Sfarim say, one second, why is it Tzorech Mekomo? Right? If I want to walk, let's have two sides of my table, right? Uh, east side and the west side of the table. If I want to get from the south side of my house to the north side of my house, I could walk in the east side of the table or the west side of the table. There's tefillin on one side. How come right, I'm allowed to move the tefillin based on Tzorech Makomo, says the Chazonish? How come I'm allowed to move the tefillin? If I want to walk from the north to the south, I could walk from the north to the south Um using the West and not using the East. Who's What's my head to pick up the tefillin? Because it's Sarah Makoma. Let me use the other side. Especially, one second, Sarah, especially if I accept the Mishnah Brewer's idea that I have no heter of Sorech Gufo. On the Klisham Ratola Iser, I have no heter of Sorech Gufo when, when I could use a Tvar Heter so how come there's a hetter of Tzorech Makomo? Let me walk on the other side. So in the Sefer Arkos Shabbos, he's bothered by this Pasha, and he tries to say something to the effect of that maybe the Kula of Tzorech Makomo is a better Kula than the Kula of Tzorech Gufo. In other words, the Mishnah Bura has this Chiddush, not to use a Klisham Lachtola Iser if you have a Klisham Lachtola Heter around. That Chiddush is a big Chiddush, right? It's based on the Gemara, but the Raya is a hard, is a hard Raya. So what you should do is, says Reb Shmo Arbach, quoted in the Archos Shabbos, you should not extend the Chumrah of the Mishnah Brura beyond what the Mishnah Brura says. So do not extend it to cases of Tzorech Makomo. The Mishnah Brura's Chumrah is only by Tzorech Gufo, you have been so patient, Sarah Ross. I have to take your question. Just you've been super patient.
Um, is it fair to also say that those are just two fundamentally different things? Huh? Being the what the Mr. Brewer was talking about is like, let's say I want to have my, I don't want the tablecloth to fall down, right? That's the idea. So if I could use something else that isn't this piece of wood to, for my goal of something else, right? I could use, I could use a different way to do that. But, but let's say, let's, walking, let's use hammer and nutcracker. Okay. I have right. So I could use something else to like smash, smash the nut so I don't have to use the hammer. But for the Zorah from my goal is to walk in this place. So it's not like I can walk here by just walking somewhere else. I mean, like, what's the goal? Right? Like, we're using... I Again, I agree with like that. Like we're, it's not like we're using it. We're removing it to get to something else. Like, the idea is, like, in both cases, you want to be able to get to... Your yeah. your goal. So the moving is just completely different. You want to be able to walk in this place. You can't really think like about it for a second. I gave the scenario I want to get from the north side to the south side. I could do that either in the east or in the west. Right? So I don't need that area. I could use the other area. Right. I guess what I'm saying is that like it's still about this like this place, like using this specific thing. Yeah, so go I, another way to go to go like if you want to go the east way, you can't do it. Right. So I but so how come going the east way is different than using a nutcracker instead of a hammer? I'm not supposed to use a hammer if I have a nutcracker. Right? So the tarot has to be something about Tzarek Makomo is a broader heter than Tzarek Gufo. Um, not only have you been patient, by the way, Tamar has also been patient. It's amazing. Sure, yes. Can I yeah, so I just have I guess a question. This I had this question last time about the Torah Makomo, but like wouldn't that just severely limit I mean this isn't like a slur, I'm just like asking. Like if we would apply Kishishal Kliacher to Tsarach Makomo, then like the hammer on your windowsill, you could open a different windowsill. Or like okay. it would just there would be no like what could you possibly need? Unless like you desperately need something that's underneath like it, the those are objects. So I agree with that. It would be exceedingly unlikely to have the Kula. But if the Mishnabura is right, so then maybe it has to be exceedingly unlikely. Like if I had a pen on my table, you say, oh, well, there's more table. You don't need to move it. Right. In other words, maybe everyone should sit at the north side of my table and leave the south side of my table alone. Obviously, what you're pointing out, I think, is the reductio ad absurdum that um, forces us to say that the Chumrah of the Mishnabura only applies to Tzorach Kufo, not to Tzorach Makomo. Or else that would kim'at make the Kula of Tzorach Makomo um, not useful, or it never happens. Right? Like, we'd, be, we'd be writing it out of existence. Yeah, sorry. What defines Sorech? Like, if I accidentally left, like, a huge inflatable balloon that covered my entire apartment, like, I could use someone else's apartment. If I left a pen on my bed, like, I could sleep on the floor. Like, what is... Yeah. So this is the hard thing. In other words, when you think about the Mishnah Burr's Raya is from a case of there is Tircha involved. I could use my arm to hold the animal, but it's gonna, right, requires a lot of working out to be able to hold the animal with my arm. 
it's going to be for most people not easy. So the Mishnah Bura says, yeah, even when there's tircha, now how much tircha do I need? Do I have to borrow it from a neighbor? Uh, so the Achorinim say no. But I don't know where you draw these. I don't know where you draw these lines. I don't know why I would draw these lines at all. Um, the, the whole thing is just hard to understand. Are we good, Kevra? Should we go on? I vote yes. Does anyone disagree with me? You've been outvoted. Thank you if you disagree. Okay, let's go on. When I talk about Kli Shemalachdo Le'iser, there is a idea that many of the poskim have that if I have something which is Kol Melachdo Le'iser, that that is worse than the Kli Shemalachdo Le'iser. Let's go slowly. Um, Kli Shemalachdo Le'iser is my hammer. I could use my hammer for um, some non-Iser purpose. I could use my hammer to um, crack open a nut. That's our example. I could use my hammer, I could use the claw of my hammer to open up a door when the door is stuck. No? There are other uses for a hammer. But sometimes I have something um, which is... um, which is not really um, a, it has no heter purpose at all. The post can call this kol melachdo leiser. The only thing you could ever do with this item is an iser. For example, look at this Mishnah Bura if katan um, lamed dalad. Right, the Mishnah Bura talks about. Mishnabura talks about um, if I have a psila, a wick. So a wick is a clay. I feel Last week the wick was used. Some of it was burned last week. If it would have burn burning this Shabbos during Benash Mashes, then it's considered a buses. Right? Now Allah is that. One of the categories of muksa is that something supports something else of muksa. That's a basis l'davar ha'aser, and then that's more strict rules of muksa. Right? The Gemara says that a candle, if it was um, burning during beinash mashos, is more chamer. We'll talk about that later on. So this wick that was used b'chol. It was used during the week. It has a din of a klisha melachtola iser that I'm allowed to be metaltole litzarach gufa umakomo. Avo shivrei psila, she'enam omdim od lahadloka bener, is like tsroros and avonim, that you're not allowed to move it even litzarach gufa umakomen. Meaning, the Mishnah is saying that there's a difference between an ent- a whole wick which I can still use to light, and therefore has the din of a kli shemalachdo leiser, and um, wick pieces, right? Which is useless; you can't use it at all. So it's like rocks, stones. It's considered muksa machmas Now, in the sefer. Um, 
Archos Shabbos on page nine. He is medayik from this Mishnah Brura that the Mishnah Brura is saying that a wick is considered a klisha malach dola iser. Chevra, is it possible to do anything with a wick besides light it? It can be used as a bookmark. <clears throat> it could be used as a bookmark. Okay, but we have a Mishnah Brewer that said earlier that there is zero heter to use something as a bookmark if there is anything else that could be used as a bookmark, no? There's zero heter for that one. So, I don't know. But you get the impression, that a wick is kol melachto le'iser. The only thing that anyone ever does with a wick is an iser, meaning lighting the wick. It's the only thing that's done. And even so, the Mishnah Brura is um, mekel, that it has the din of a kli shemelachto le'iser. I tried to look around for a few a few minutes ago before the shear. I'm pretty sure that one of Rav Schechter's um, nefesh herb, pnine herb, divrei herb, one of the books um, that he has. So um, he quotes that Rav Salvechik had a diak from a Taisvis in Shabbos, not like this. But I didn't see this like in the five minutes before Shir that I was looking for it. Um, but there's some toss in Shabbos about um, what's it called? About a shofar that Rav Salvechik had a diak from. Um, I just don't remember exactly what it is. Uh, so that's a coming attraction. But the point is, the Mishnah Brura is saying that even kol melachto le'iser is still considered a kli shemlachto le'iser. So far, so good, Chavra? Now, when I talk about kli shemlachto le'iser, many of my kalim have multiple functions. A needle. So I could use a needle to um, to sew. Right? It's one of the notes in doa deer, etc. Is sew, right? And I could also use a needle to take out a splinter. And I have a needle at home, and my needle serves two purposes. Or I'll give you another example. I have a Swiss army knife and my Swiss army knife has a knife on it, which I could use, you know, to cut a salami. It's a regular knife. It also has um, a nail scissor on my Swiss army knife that I, that's intended to use for um, cutting nails, right? My nail scissor itself, I could use it for cutting nails. But it also, I don't know, I have to think of some um, heter purpose, but my nail scissor also I can use for some um, heter purpose. Or it's not just that I could use it. If it's I could use it, it's like a hammer that I could use for, um, it's like a hammer that I could use for what's it called? A hammer that I could use for um, for chopping knots. But if I have something that has two purposes, Right. One purpose is it is a needle to sew. The other purpose is it's a 
a splinter remover. Or let me give you another example, a pat. My pat has a few different purposes. Now, by pat, I mean something that you cook with, not something that you buy on 34th Street um, and you need an ID to get into those stores. Those things are also called pat, but this is not what I am talking about. Am I being abundantly clear? Okay, good. Thank you. Right? So, if I have a pat, I use my pat for an isser, meaning I use my pat to cook food, but I also use my pat to store food in. No? I don't know about you. Sometimes I put my pot in the refrigerator, right? And it is a storage container. Storage containers are mutter. Now, if I have an empty pot, is that empty pot a klisha malachto le'iser? Meaning that I can only move it le'tzorech gufo or le'tzorech mekomo. If I need, let's say, the area where the pot is, I need the counter space, right? Right, Tzorach Mokomo. Or do I say that my pat is a cliche Melach Heter, since I use my pat to store stuff in it, so therefore it is a cliche Melach Heter, and a cliche Melach Heter, the halacha is, I can move it for any purpose. So this is very relevant, no? Can I move the pat for any purpose or only when I need the counter space? So look at this. Look at this. Um, I have a section that begins rove. Right? I have a section that begins rove. Ah. Right? The Biharlochan, Simin Shin Chasif Gimel. He quotes, underline part. Vida. Right? I think this is on page five. Vida, the Kosav Haprima Godim. Right? Primagodim was named Yosef. The Primagodim writes, Vehataktiv Vimishnabura, and I cite this Primagodim Mishnabura, Dikli Sharov Melachto La Isser, who Gam came Bechlau, Kli Shemalachto La Isser. If I have a Kli that the majority of Isser is you, it's you, the majority of its usage is Isser, it's a Kli Shemalachto La Isser. But if the majority of its usage is Heter, then it's a klisha malachto laheter. And he brings a proof from a rashba who's talking about pats that we'll discuss in a minute. Meaning, the prima godim says, you follow rov. Zakhna mishnah brura, lafiyanis daiti hoyanire, dizet dafka imikarahu raklum leches iser, raklafa amim mishtamishba laheter. Ula inyanze yesh raya. Mikadeira, the Mashman Rash, but he clish the he clisha malachola is the Kara Naasa Litavsho. Avalim Derechakleila Hishdamish Bur Lishnehem. Virakshala Isser Mishdamshin Bur Yoser, Minolon de Makza Daite Mine, Dalo Asuya Limlechas Heter. Okay, Khefra, explain to me the Mishnabura's Kasha on the Prima Godim. Remember, the Prima Godim says, you follow Rov. The Mishnah Brura, um, beginning from Lafianius Daiti, argues.
I think he thinks that if it's if it's equal, like Lahatar and Laisser, or it's like even not even equal, just like very like that, like use also Lahatar, then you can consider it. I mean, I give you a ninety-seven for that. <laughs> um, like only when it's like something that's rarely used Lahatar, where you can consider it like fully. A hundred percent. I think the way you said it initially was a little bit better. It goes like this. Certain kalim are manufactured for one purpose, and just occasionally you use it for a different purpose. And it could be that you use it for both purposes equally, but it was manufactured as an iser thing. A pat is manufactured as an iser thing. You use it for non-Isser. It could be that you use it for non-Isser as much as you use it for Isser, but the manufacture of that Kali was, right, was to cook, was for Isser. But sometimes I have a Kali that was manufactured for two different processes. Um... Again, assuming I view my Swiss army knife as one entity, there are two different processes for which this Kali was manufactured. Says the Mishnah Brura, if it was manufactured for two different purposes, so then you don't follow Rove. You assume it's a Klishim Lachdola Heter just because it was manufactured for Heter also. Again, the Primagodim says, I define Melachdola Iser and Melachdola Heter based on what do I use it more often for. Rove. But the Mishnah Brura is saying it's not based on Rove if it was manufactured for two purposes. It has the din of Klisha Melachdola Heter just like it has the din of Klisha Malachto Le'iser. Okay, is this... Do I need to explain this again? But then why would a pot... So he would... Blemishmur would think that a pot is a problem because it's manufacturers cook. Yes. So I think, again, he's assuming we use our pot. pot. It, let me say it like this. Why do you think they manufacture pots? When you're a pot maker... Right? What is your intention? So my guess is that your intention is to make a cooking device. The fact is that people also use the store, but that's like a secondary intention. It... And then in that situation, says the Mishnah Vira, you would follow Rove. But if I would have something that the manufacturer had two ideas in mind. So in that case, by definition, it's a klisham lachtola heter because we follow the kavana of the manufacturer. And that's both in direction of like to be mehikela machmir or to, I don't know, I think it's Ezra Mosser. Well, I mean, I'll say it that if the manufacturer had heter intention, 
So even if rove of the usage is going to be for Isser, since the manufacturer also had Heter intention, I have 24 things on my Swiss army knife, right? Two of them are Heter. 22 of them are Isser. But because the manufacturer made it for Heter also, so therefore it's considered a Kli Shemalachto Laheter. Pyrex would be a good example. What? A Pyrex is a good example because you cook it, oh, but yeah. you also serve it. Oh. Right. Right. In other words, right, you always bring it to the table or you often bring it to the table. You, you should use a trivet when you bring the hot Pyrex to the table or else you burn holes in your, ta- in your tablecloth. That's just word to the wise. But um, not that I've ever done something like that, heaven forbid. But okay, just like word for the wise. The Mishnah Brewer, right. The Mishnah Brewer is saying that we follow manufacturer's intent. And manufacturer's intent means that it has the din of a klisham lachtal heter because the manufacturer had heter in mind. According to the Primagodim, everything depends on Rov. Now, in the Sefer Archos Shabbos, he, ha- he says that this should depend on the Lumdis that we said before, or we began with. If you remember, when we began learning Muktzah, we um, pointed out that the Vilna Gon assumes that Gezeras Kalim of Nechemia is fundamentally different than the Gezeira that existed at the time of David HaMelech, of pure Muktzah. Pure Muktzah is something that I push aside it's set aside. Gezeras Kalim of Nehemiah is different. Now, one could argue as follows. If that's the, that's the gra, other posts can assume that fundamentally Klisha Malach Isser is also something that I'm setting aside. I'm pushing it away because its primary purpose or because its purpose is Isser, so therefore I'm pushing it away. Right? So one approach is saying that it is the same as the Klisham Lachtola Isser is fundamentally the same as paradigmatic Muksa. The other approach is saying that Klisham Lachtola Isser is fundamentally um, different. Is fundamentally the one approach saying that's fundamentally the same as paradigmatic muksa. The other approach is saying that they are fundamentally different. Good. So here's the idea: if the yisod of kalim is that you're pushing it away, it's like out of mind. It's not a Shabbos item. So I can't say it's not a Shabbos item if part of it is a Shabbos item. It's not muktza. It's not set aside. It's not pushed away. However, if I want to say that Gezeras Kalim is different, so the reason why a Kali is Osir is because I might use it for Isser. Well, I also might use it for Heter. So then I should use Rove to determine which one is which. 
Right? What the Urchel Shabbos is contending is that the Mishnah Brura's idea that I follow the manufacturer's intent, the mission rather than Rove, manufacturer's intent matters if is based on pushing it aside, setting it aside, paradigmatic mukta. So I can't say that this item is pushed aside if it also has heter at all. However, if I assume that Klisham Lachtola Isser is governed by different rules than paradigmatic muksa, Klisham Lachtola Isser is a different gezerah, it's a gezerah of Nechemia, etc. So then I could argue that depends on Rove. Sounds good, Chavra? Right, so this is um, today's bit of Lambdas so far. Okay, should we go on? Thumbs up to go on, thumbs down to tell jokes. Okay, thumbs up. I, people don't like my jokes, that's why. Um, okay, so let's go on to the um, next section, which talks about pots. Now, again, we've been talking about pots until now, but everybody holds, everybody holds that, and it's a Gemara on Kufkov Gimel, Amid Aleph in Shabbos, that if I have a maducha, a maducha is like a grinder, and there is garlic in it, I'm allowed to move it. Or for our purposes, if I have a pot, and there is um, mashed potatoes in the pot, I'm allowed to move it. No? Everybody agrees that kolosman, there is food in the pot, I can move it. The only conversation we had until now was if I have an empty pot and I want to know whether this empty pot can be used, right? It, the status of this empty pot. Is the empty pot klisham lachto is the empty pot klisham lachto laheter? It is clear that a pot or a maducha or a grinder, if there is food inside it, it is mutter to move. So far, so good? However, there is a dispute among medieval commentators as to the reason for this. You look at the Rashba. The Rashba has two reasons. Rashba's Rabbi Solomon Ibn Aderet. He is a Sephardic Rishon. If I'm not mistaken, he also died in 1310, correct? Um, someone could Google this in real time for me. But the Rashba has two ways of understanding this idea that I'm allowed to move a grinder when there's garlic in the grinder. Right, what are the two reasons? Think about my story about Rav 
on Breuer. Or think about when David HaMelech died. So what do you do? You take a kikar or a tinok, right? You take a piece of chala and you put it on the corpse and you move the corpse, no? Again, I assume it would be quite traumatic if you take a little kid and you put it on the corpse to move the corpse. Um, but, okay, trauma is like a 20th century in, invention. Trauma didn't exist, you know, in those days. But I don't think that's true, by the way. I just think that we're sensitive to it. They're not sensitive. They were not sensitive to it. But you move a corpse with Kikar or Tinok. Why is it I'm allowed to move my grinder when there is garlic in it? So the Rashba has two reasons. Reason one is kikar or tinok. The heter to move a corpse is because there's food on the corpse. The heter to move this grinder is because there's food on the grinder. It's a kula of kikar or tinok. That's reason number one of the Rashba. So the Rashba says, I don't like this reason at all. Kikar Altinok is a principle that only applies to um, Mason. It does not apply to Kalim in any way. So how come I'm allowed to move my grinder when there is garlic in it. Maybe you're using it for something like mutter. Say it again? Uh, no, I just wasn't paying attention. Maybe because you would be using it to do something mutter on Shabbos. Or I'm carrying something mutter. I'm moving, I'm moving my grinder, right, with garlic in it. Fundamentally, I'm moving garlic, right? Not grinder. And it's almost like grinders is bottled to garlic. Right? It's not that the garlic is a heter to move the grinder like um, the heter of a challah on a corpse. The grinder is mutter to move because the, the grinder with the garlic is mutter to move because, and he says in the last line of the Rashba, he says, right now, right, the reason why the pot is usser, the reason why the garlic press is usser, is because it's used for an iser. But right now, my garlic press is used to move garlic. It's used for a heter. So therefore, whatever the iser that might have been on this garlic press until now is no longer here. I'm really moving the food. And the Rashba says garlic presses with garlic is the same as a pat with food. So everybody agrees to this yesod. Everybody holds that it's mutter to move a pot with food in it. Because it's exactly the same as the Gemara that says that a grinder can be moved with um, garlic in it. 
So far, so good? Now, just very briefly, la halacha, do I hold like this other explanation? Do I hold that there's a kula of kikar tinuk? A kula of kikar tinuk, by the way, would mean that if I want to move my hammer, I could put a chala on top of the hammer and move it. Right? If I want to move, uh, what's a good keli shemlachto le'iser? I want to move, um, oh, I'll, I'll tell it to you. I'll tell you a case. You know, the grinder with the garlic, the pashtus is that I used this grinder for the garlic. A pot with food, I use this pot to make my mashed potatoes. Am I allowed to take a challah and put my challah in the pot and then move the pot? Can I do this artificial type of thingamajing to be matirate? That artificial thing would be called a kula of kikar otinok. Do I paskin that I can use kikar otinok for klisham lachdola iser? I have a pen. Now my pen is in a place where I have no heter to move the pen, right? Let's say, um, Rav Moshe Feinstein gives this example. I have a hammer that's on the table. I don't need the area of the table. I'm not going to use it. I have two guests coming over on Shabbos. We're all going to set the north side of the table. The only thing is that my hammer is um, not Shabbos deck. And I don't want my hammer to be on the table because it... um, it's a, I don't want to say it's an eyesore, but it, it it conveys the wrong impression. It's just not Shabbos stick. So can I put a chal on top of the hammer and move the hammer? So what does Shulchan Aruch say? Shulchan Aruch says, Yesh Matirin. Right? Shin Chesif Hei, Yesh Matirin. That Yesh Matirin, by the way, is the first opinion in the Rashba, and the Rush happens to Paskin like that. The Rush and the Tshuva Paskins that there's a kula of kikarotinok um, by klisham lachtola iser. So the Mishnah Bura says um, it doesn't have to be a chala, it could be any other heter that you put there. Okay, grand. Zach the Mishnah Bura. This is the opinion of the Raj, but many Rishonim disagree, and they say that kikarotinok is only mutter by a corpse. But by other types of mukta, it's not mutter. And many achronim agree with this. If it's a davar hamiyuchad, like if I have garlic in the garlic grinder, then it's going to be for sure mutter. But to ba- just put a um, a kikar on top of a hammer, so although the rush says it's okay, many rishonim disagree with the rush. And you get the impression that the Mishnah Brura is not a fan of this Kula of what's it called? He's not a fan of the Kula of Kikar Atinok by Klisham Lachtola Iser. However, he writes in the Sharatzion uh, that if there is Hefsin Merubai, quotes the Alter Rebbe, the Graz is Hagain Rebzalman, that if there's Hefsin Meruba, it is a um, motor. If there's significant loss. Now, I don't know exactly what significant loss is, but I'll give you the following case. I have an expensive klisha malachto le'iser. Um, I don't know. I have some... I work as a in a winery, and I have a um, a wine press, which is a klisha malachto le'iser. If it stays outside, there's like a storm coming, it's going to get ruined. What do I have a heter to move this? 
item. Right? So can I put some galas on my wine press and then move my wine press? So it's Hefson Maruba, right? The wine press is like an expensive thing. And therefore, um, in that situation of Hefson Maruba, you can rely on this Truvis Harash on the first opinion of the Rashba that we are making on Kikarotinok for a um we're making on Kikarotinok for Klisham Lachtola Isser. So far so good? Fine, let's move on. Um there's a Kula that we spoke about. The Kula is that I'm allowed to move a Klisha Melachto Le Isser um Litzorech Gufo or Litzorech Makomo if I need the item I can move it. And that is what it says in Shochonarach in Shin Chesif Gimel. Um I just go past it. Klisham Lachto Le Isser, you're allowed to move it. If you're in the Shtamesh, Le Isser Ben Ashmashes, etc. Fine. You're allowed to move it, Ben Lutzarach Gufo, like a cornus shows a habim on a fachim and goes in. This is the case we've been using the whole time. I'm using my hammer. Um, I'm a goldsmith. I'm using my hammer to crack open nuts. A karadom lachtuch bo devela. I'm using a, a saw to cut open a cake of figs. And I could also do it l'tzach mekomo, which is I need the keli, I need the area where the keli is. And once I use it, mutalon lito misham lahanicho beizam akom sheyirte. Once I um, pick it up, I can move it wherever I want. Klisham lachto la iser is mutalon tzach gofu mekomo. Once I pick it up, I can move it anywhere. Avom echam l'tzeil. I have no heter to move my hammer if I'm worried that the hammer is going to be stolen. I have no heter to move my wine press if I'm worried my wine press is going to get ruined. I only have a heter to move it if it's Sarach Makomo. I only have a heter to move it if it's Sarach Gufo. I might have a heter if it's Kikaratino, that's what we spoke about five minutes ago. That's what it says in Shulchan Aruch. There's no heter of Klisha Matal Iser Litzorech Atmo in the sense of Mechamal Atzeo to move it from the sun to the shade. So it doesn't get ruined. There's no heter. Okay, now. So once I pick up my hammer and I'm going to use my hammer to crack open a nut. So it says in Shulchan Aruch, I can move it wherever I want. Look in the Mishnah Brura, um, Se'if cutting Yud Gimel. And he quotes a uh, machlokes between the Magen Avram and the uh, Gra. Which Mishnah it's if cutting Yud Gimel. It's right after this source. I give you Shochan Ar Shin if Gimel. Then I have a letter Yud Gimel. That's a Mishnah Brura here. Oh, there. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just added the words Mishnah Brura so you know what we're looking at.
Yeah, dispute between Magen Avram and Gra. By the way, who was older, Magen Avram or the Gra? Hmm. Okay. So the Magen Avram died in. 1686, I think. The Gra died in 1797. So who was older? Magen Good. Right. Excellent. Um, so what's this Machlekes Magen Avram and Gra? Um, that seems to be if you go into shop, you're somehow holding this object and you're permitted to, I guess, continue being metatalit. And the Machlekes is how did you pick it up? Like, did you pick it up by accident? And you can continue to be metatal. That's the opinion, I guess, of the Magen Avram. And the Gra disagrees. He thinks you have to have picked it up. Like, what it was mutter. Right. I picked it up when... In other words, according to the Gra, the idea that I can move it wherever I want is only when I have halachic license to pick it up. So if I pick up my hammer to break open a nut, then I can move my hammer wherever I want. But let's say I accidentally lift up my hammer... So the Gra's going to say, you can't move it wherever you want. You have to drop it. Magen Avram says, no. Once I have a hammer in my hand, right, I'll bang it in the morning, I'll bang it in the evening. Once I have a hammer in my hand, so I can um, move it wherever I want. Even though the hammer was in my hand, Be'iser. Is that like um, Sarah's case from last week, but instead of finding money in your bag, you find like tweezers or something in your pocket? Okay. Um, yeah, possibly. Where I, you know, I pick it up accidentally. I find a klisham lachdola isr somewhere. Um, I did something wrong. I did something inadvertently. I think they're both the same. According to the Magen Avram, I could put it wherever I want. The Gra says, no, I can't. Now, it seems that this issue might depend, again, this is the world according to me, but I think this issue might depend on the Arsameach that we learned um, a while ago. If you remember, the Arsameach argues that the reason, what's the reason why it's mutter to move wherever I want. The Arsameach says that since the Ravid taught me that the um, since the Ravid taught me that what's it called that the reason for Kalim being non-movable on Shabbos is because I might carry and the halacha of carrying is that I need an Akira Rishona Litzorech Kach Right, carrying is only usher. The malach of carrying is when I pick it up here to move it there. I pick it up in Rishasayacha to move it to Rishasarabim. Right, that's the malach of carrying. So, therefore, if I pick it up for some other purpose, it's not carrying. So, that's why I have a heter to put it anywhere. That's what the Arsameach says. Well, one second, if that's the case. So then. That only makes sense if I pick it up using the hammer for banging for banging a uh, a walnut. No? But if I pick up the hammer accidentally, 
it's entirely possible that I pick the hammer up with das to move it over there. And then I might not have any heter to put it over there. Right? The only kula is in a situation that I can't possibly come lide iser hotza But if it's theoretically possible to come to the iser hotza then I have no heter to put it anywhere I want. Hello, Mrs. Koslow. How are you? I just am curious of the case of the Magin Avram. He says you were Shacha the Nitzla. So does that mean that you did like you just like forgot that you were holding it? Or like you put your coat on and you just like did not really forgot that last year, the first time you put on this coat, there was like a Klesha Malachal Isser inside. So I'm inclined that I'm talking about stuff that's in my hand. But I forget it's Shabbos. You know, I accidentally pick up a pen. Right? These things happen. No? So can I then put the pen... Right? The pen was in the wrong place to begin with. You know, the kids left some muksa. They're supposed to clean up the muksa right before Shabbos, but it doesn't always work like that. And there's muksa items out. And by mistake, you pick it up. Can you put it where it belongs? In the wrapper bin in the closet? So the Magen Avram says, yeah. The Gra says, no. And I contend that this depends on the dispute, or not the dispute, this depends on whether I accept the Lomdis of the Arsameach. And another way to say this, by the way, is that the Arsameach's Lomdis only makes sense within the Ravid's explanation of the Isser of Muktza or the Isra of Kalim, according to the Rambam's explanation, so the Ho-Ar-Sameach, um, he's not explaining within the Rambam, he's only explaining within the Ravid. Good? Yeah, let's go on. Um, I have another example of Klisha Matzal Isra that I use with Sorech um, Gufo, which is, I can use my scissors to cut open um, we spoke about like the Amazon bag, that get, the Amazon that gets delivered on Shabbos, no? So I'm allowed to open it up with my uh, scissors, right? Scissors are klisha machtola iser, but now I'm using it letzorech heter. Great. Um, let's say you have an Amazon package that was developed, that was de- delivered, pardon, Am I allowed to move my scissors for you to open the Amazon, for you to open your Amazon package? Can I do, can I move Klisham Lachto Leisser Litzorech Gufo, but I don't need it Litzorech Gufo. You need it Litzorech Gufo. So basically, there's a Gemara in Shabbos Kufchaftalad. The Grand Shabbos in Kufkaf Dalin speaks about um, that there's a certain item, it's a muksa item, it's a klisham ratzal iser, it's in the sun. They ask Rava, can they move it? So Rava says, it's okay. Then he says, I have another one, right? Whatever it is. And the Gemara says, oh, it's chazul archem. This item is still shaykh to be used by guests. And therefore, you're allowed to move the klisham ratzal iser because you can use it for guests. What that indicates is that Kli Shemalach Dola Iser, which I'm allowed to move, I'm allowed to move at Gufo, 
is not only if it's letzorech me and my usage of gufo, not only letzorech my Amazon package, but it's also letzorech your Amazon package. So far, so good. That's the next din of moving klisham lachtola iser letzorech, letzorech gufo. It's mutter even if it's for your tzorech gufo. The outer Rebbe writes in Shulchan Aruch. If I pick up a klisha malachto le'iser. So I'm a la- I pick it up le'tzorech gufo. I pick up a klisha malachto le'iser, le'tzorech gufo, so I could put it anywhere I want. So far, so good? Am I allowed, if I could put it over here, I could put a, have like a box where I store some scissors right here. But I have another box in the other room. Can I move it to the other room? Or, I'll say it like this. I pick up my scissor, letzorech gufo. Am I allowed to just hold the scissor and have a conversation with my friends while I'm holding the scissor on Shabbos? And I'm going to like move the scissor around here, there. You know, it's going to like scare people off. I'm, I, maybe that itself is letzorech gufo. I want to scare people off with my scissor. But I'm going to, am I allowed to just like hold the scissor? I pick it up with letzorech gufo. So eventually I'm going to put it down where it belongs. But am I allowed to delay? So the outer Rebbe writes in Shulchan Aruch, no. Right? The outer Rebbe says you're not allowed to rest. You pick up the scissors, gufa to cut open your Amazon package. You have to go right away without resting and put it in the closet where it belongs. You cannot delay. That's what the Alter Rebbe writes. Now, um, what's striking is that this halacha of the Alter Rebbe does not make it to the Mishnah Brura. There's another discussion. The Prima Godim says, if I have a scissors, I have a klisham lachala isra in my right hand, I should not move it to my left hand. He's Mesopic. In other words, we have a bunch of achronim who say, or who limit, the kula of klisham lachtola iser, moving it letzorech gufo. We have a whole bunch of achronim who limit that kula. The Mishnah Brura does not quote any of these things. Years ago, when I was in the Kolo Elyon, in Yeshiva, so Rabbi Rosenzweig was not so happy with me in my chavris. My chavris had a mutani kohen, um, Rabbi Shechter's son-in-law, and Rabbi, we were learning mikvaos. No, what were we learning? I have to remember. Oh, no, I'll, I'll say what it was. We were learning um, Zra'im. We were learning Mishnayis and Shviyas and in Chawa. And Rabbi Rosenzweig said something to the effect of that you have to read the Yerushalmis and see which Yerushalmis are not quoted in the Rashmi Shans, in the commentary on Mizraim. And he said, by the way, that's the proper way to learn Mishnah also, that you look for the stuff that he doesn't quote. And if he, Mishnah is supposed to be a digest. And if he doesn't quote something, that's suggestive. The Rashmi Shans is supposed to be quoting all the Yerushalmis. If he doesn't quote it, that's a judgment. By the way, you have to be a massive Talmud Chacham to even think of these terms, no? 
Rabbi Rosenzweig is an intelligent Jew. Um, we all agree with that point, right? Everyone's giving this two thumbs up at least, five thumbs up, whatever it is. But um, the fact that the Mishnah does not quote these limitations on moving a klisham lachtola iser l'tzorach gufo, the Alter Rebbe's limitation that it's only mutter if um, you can't re- you can't rest. And he doesn't quote the limitation of the prima godim, that you can't move it from your right hand to the left hand. That means that the Mishnabura does not hold of these humras. And that is suggested. Now, obviously, like there's got to be some limit. It's not reasonable to assume that because I picked up my hammer, right, which is a klisham lachtola iser, because I picked it up um, to cut an Amazon package, and then I cut the Amazon package, it's not reasonable to assume I could walk around all day with that hammer. But the Mishnah also does not quote that I have to run to put it away. Um, there's got to be somewhere to draw the line, but I don't know. Okay, ladies, any questions, comments, observations, criticisms, jokes, anecdotes? Are we going to talk about if you're trying to like move something, but there's something else like something that is not muksa, but then there's something muksa also yes. in okay. We will talk about this to Ezra Hashem, but not today. Okay. Okay. One second.